everyone. A couple things to uh, bring you up to date on. First of all, uh, guess what? Christmas is just a little over a month away. Wow, this year went fast. Back on the table is a sign-up sheet for poinsettias to be placed in the church for Christmas, like we usually do. And uh, Nancy has told me that, uh, let's see, we have three Sundays. Is that right, Nancy? Where'd she get to? Did they leave? Oh, they're up there. Is it three Sundays, Nancy? Three Sundays? Okay. And uh, deadline for orders is uh, December 6th. So uh, fill out, fill out uh, the sheet in the back and uh, see that Nancy gets your money. And uh, we'll make our sanctuary beautiful for Christmas like it usually is. So we'll do that. Today, at 2.30, at Kramer Funeral Home, there will be a memorial service for Walter. And Pastor Sandy was good enough to print off his obituary. And uh, uh, I have copies. I gave a couple out here. Would anybody like a copy for, and I can do that. Let me do this side over here. I'll come catch you. You want one, Tina? John, can you hand that back over to Tina? Thank you. You pass that over to Shirley and Gary. Could you pass that over to Pat? Bill, you want one? Dave? Mel? Shirley, you want one? You want one, dear? Uh, the service is very limited. So, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, good. Uh, Jillian Hewitt, which is Peter's daughter, is the executress of the uh, estate. And she called me and wanted to know whether I would be interested in going since Peter and I were, Peter and I and Walter are pretty good friends. And of course I said yes. You, you, do you have one, dear? Okay. I still have a couple more if somebody wants some more. Anyhow, uh, she said that the, it's very restricted because of what's going on with the COVID. And uh, I said, I would, of course, be there. And she said, uh, one other person could come, so Linda's going to go with me. Uh, the pastors aren't going to be available. Uh, so we'll represent the congregation and pass on our condolences and share a few things about Walter. And you'll notice if you look at his obituary at the bottom, I think this is very appropriate. In memory of Walter, we're to give contributions to the Harrisburg chapter of the AGO, American Guild of Organists. So, typical Walter. So, 
it's a shame to look over and not see his smiling face over there because I like to harass him and he liked to harass me. I think I told you that I called him when he was in the hospital and uh, he answered the phone and I just said, okay, Walt, here's the hymns for next Sunday. And he said, oh, get out of here. <laughs> and uh, he, he, we didn't talk because the doctors had just come into his room so I couldn't talk to him at that time. But yeah, he was, he was a good man. So, and he, he was old, he's older than Peter. So, and Peter is suffering from dementia and he is also in the Lebanon Valley home. So, uh, a passing of, of time. So anyhow, keep, keep that in mind. Keep the good memories of Walter and his expert organ playing and, and uh, the stuff he used to tell us what's wrong with the organ, what's good with the organ, what frustrates him, and, and uh, he really enjoyed doing it. I was really ex ex surprised when we lost Nancy, Nancy Hemler, and we were looking for another organist that Walter came forward, I figured, this man's in his 80s, he's not gonna wanna do it, but he, he went to Linda and said, hey, if you need an organist, I can fill in, so that's how we got Walter. So. A good man, good man, he'll be missed. So, uh, I think that pretty well covers it. Uh, Megan has been picking the hymns, and I trust that she's gonna start picking Christmas hymns, because I like Christmas, and if you don't like Christmas, well, there's something wrong. So anyhow, we will get started. I think that ends our announcements. Uh, we have an opening hymn, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> and the coming up. Anniversary. And anniversaries. We, we call birthdays anniversaries because it's the anniversary of the birth. That's true, that's true. Mary Kettering. Bill, she's what, 102? 102. Happy birthday, Mary. And Maybell Huntsberger. Uh, how old is Maybell? Does anybody know? She, yeah, she has to be in her 90s. 97. When you get that old, what's a year? That's right, yes. For heaven's sakes, don't tax us. <laughs> well, here's what we can do. We're going to sing for them, of course, but send them a card. My goodness, they would just love to have cards because they're, they're cooped up there in the home and they can't get to see us and we miss them, so send them all some cards. So... I'll pick out the most hilarious one I can find to send to Mary because I like to heckle her. So uh, let's sing happy birthday. Can we do that, Megan? All right, here we go. Ministry guide. Christine, do you have some updates you'd like to share with us? Again, I'll hold on to the microphone if you all wear your mask if you want to say something. We don't want the microphone to get COVID. Yes, we did make 
updates, but uh, I lost a relative, uh, my niece's husband, Jamie Lieber, who has been battling brain cancer for three and a half years, passed away Thursday morning at 10 o'clock at his home. He has been at home all this time. Uh, the last few months have been very, quite a struggle. Lots of pain, lots of morphine, but here is a man who never complained from the time it started. He was 59 years old, so he's young. And he's, he really ran a battle with this. Attitude was absolutely wonderful how he handled and did and the faith and the good Lord has brought him through. I just feel now Jamie is where he wants to be. He's healed. He's free of all this pain. And in that way, it gives us that hope knowing he's free. And my niece shared with me some things and she showed me the sunset on Wednesday evening was absolutely beautiful. And she said, our family was all here because that afternoon they were told he could go any time today. Well, he made it through the night and lasted until the morning, but that sunset, she said, our whole family went outside and we just went out there and prayed and looked at that sunset and prayed for Jamie. And he unfortunately wasn't able to see it. But in the next morning, God took him. And it was, it was like a, a feeling of peace just seeing that sunset, it, it, and Kate said, every day I've been praying, and she said, every day something like this would happen, that God is preparing us and showing us, yes, Jamie's going to be healed. It's still very sad, but, and they are having a, a sheets in Mount Joy are handling the services, and tomorrow night they're having a, believe it or not, a six-to-eight visitation, but it's very limited and they're, of course they're handling it that you know no they'll have it that so many people at a time and only so many people can come and then s Tuesday they are having at church United Church of Christ in Elizabethtown uh, that's where they belong uh, they're having a service at memorial at 12 noon because he is being cremated and there will be no graveside or anything and they are allowing 80 people to come which I'm surprised even that many the church is very large, and they'll have them. They're going to have all these directions, what you can and can't do, and all wearing masks. And, but it, it'll be handled very well, very well. Or they wouldn't do it. Anything else? Um, yes. Uh, Ryan Arndt, which I think most of you know, uh, he is in the hospital with COVID. Yeah. And he's been very ill. I think he's in intensive care. I talked to her daughter, Julie, yesterday, and said, go to West Green Tree. And as of now, they have closed West Green Tree Church right now because not only he got it, but plus a, quite a few more people from there. So they have closed it as of now for any services. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I don't know what hospital, I didn't ask. Is it? Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, he must have, yeah, because Julie just told me yesterday. So Hershey Med, okay. So just pray for Ryan, too. That's everything that I have. Anybody else?
us for prayer for uh, people in Tioga County, that they, they're having huge amounts of COVID cases up there, and they're closing churches, and they're really being hard hit. So uh, she would like prayer for that area and those people in that area. And they, of course, lived there for a while, and they know a lot of the folks up there, so it's personal for them. So we'll keep them in prayer. Um, <laughs> Mike and I have been talking about getting some different commentaries for our Sunday school lesson. And so I agreed to hunt them out. I thought I had found some, and I did, but evidently by the time we ordered them, the individual quarterlies were gone, and we ended up buying the teacher quarterly. So it's the same thing that um, Mike has. Yeah, we got them really cheap. In fact, this one's got a red dot, which means the corners are so crumbled. But anyway, these are, um, they will actually last all the way till September. So they're for a good part of the year. And we bought 15 of them. So we would like to invite any of you who have not come to Sunday school. We have a good time. Um, many of us share. Mike does a great job of teaching. We, we're up here in the um, sanctuary, so you can sit where you need to. And so, like I said, we have 15 of them. So if anybody else would, if you want one, please feel free um, to take one and, and come. Yeah. Yeah, we do have we do. It's more of a discussion time than it is a teaching time, so uh, we go through the... the uh, now, if you want to just come and you don't want to read all of this, because there is... Yeah. <laughs> since I got the teacher's version, there's a copy. Yeah. My husband will never read it, probably. But I will read it. Yeah. But, um, so you are welcome to take one, but yeah. feel free to join us for Sunday school. Yeah. We do, we do have a good, good uh, time with it, so... Uh, no refreshments, unfortunately. So, but we're working on that. Anyone else? Yes. I would just like to say that my neighbor um, Shirley, who had surgery on Tuesday, did very well. Uh, she's 84. She was very concerned about. Um, the anesthesia and whether or not she would be okay having it. Um, but she did awesome. The surgery was really long, longer than they thought. She's home and doing well. She's in lots of pain, but everything went better than she anticipated. Uh, and then her grandson who has COVID, he did get back home again. And as far as I know, he's, he's uh, not gotten any worse. So we're thankful for that. Thanks for your prayers. will not say anything so I'm going to say it for him he's having one of those procedures done tomorrow so if you pray for him he doesn't like going to hospital well it's not a hospital yeah they have to put him out so yeah, yeah. yeah they're fun I've had them they're, they're a lot of fun I often thought of putting a sign says enjoy the view but I've never done that but anyhow,
it's a necessary thing. Yeah, yeah. I have a neighbor next to, used to, well, he does. He lives across where I used to, I used, I grew up. And he's, I think at the time he told me this, he was 90. And he had a colonoscopy, and the doctor said, okay, Bob, you look really good. He said, we'll see you in five years. And he said, I don't think so. <laughs> he, he was trying to be realistic. But anyhow, well, let's come before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we have mentioned some good things and some concerned things here in our discussion this morning. Good things is that people have been coming home from surgery and, and have had successful surgeries. And people are recovering from the COVID. That's wonderful. We wish them well and we pray that you will keep your healing hand upon them. Thank you, Lord. We also grieve for individuals that have passed, Lord. Bless their families. Give them comfort and peace. Makes it so much easier whenever they are strong believers. We know that their pain is gone, that they are resting in your arms, and there's a smile upon their face because they are healed. And they have the whole eternity to look forward to, pain-free, disease-free and not a tear in their eyes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, we, we pray for all sorts of concerns that weren't voiced today. We lift those people up. We pray for Walter's family. We will miss him, Lord. But we know he's playing the best organ in the whole world, the whole universe as he listens and follows your guidance. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, so much turmoil in our country, and not only in our country, but throughout the world. So we pray, Lord, for our brothers and sisters, especially in Nigeria, Lord. Lord, touch them, increase their faith, increase their perseverance. And we pray that there will be intervention there. Lord, I know it grieves your heart to see individuals fighting among each other and taking lives. Lord, so we pray that a solution will be found and that our brothers and sisters will be able to worship you and rejoice in your love. Not only them, Lord, but people throughout the world that are struggling with being able to, to acknowledge you as the Savior of the world, which you certainly are. Lord, thank you. Thank you for their faith. And thank you for the fact that we can look to them as an inspiration. Lord, we also pray for our, our folks here in the United States. We're going through such turmoil. Lord, please just dump buckets full of grace upon us. Increase your grace, for we need it. We don't know where our situation will end up or where it is leading to but you do. So, Lord, we ask for your guidance. And we ask for us to persevere. Thank you, Lord. And bless our birthday people, Lord, Mary Bell and, and Mary. We just, we just miss their faces here in the congregation. And so, Lord, we ask you to 
let them know that we're praying for them. Thank you, Lord. Lord, please bless and help heal the people in Tioga County, especially, that are suffering from COVID. Let them know that we're praying for them. We think of Ryan also as he's struggling with COVID. A faithful servant, Lord. Lift him up and heal him. And heal all people that are struggling with these diseases. Lord, so much to pray about. So much to be concerned about. But certainly not to worry about because you have everything in your hand. And you have everything under control. And you are the great physician. You are the God that heals. And we trust in you. And therefore we pray this in your son's holy name. Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, our salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Our second hymn, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, excuse me. I always do this. It's our offering. It's above. Do you see that in that song? Hey, my notes. Now I can preach longer. <laughs> but I need them. <laughs> I, would, I would have been up here rummaging through my Bible. Where did where'd I put those? <laughs> Advent season begins in November this year. Uh, next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. And we, uh, throughout the Advent season, which is through Christmas, and then is my custom to go one week beyond Christmas, um, we will have Advent readings. Christine will be um, shaking the bushes trying to find people. Isn't that the way how, how that works, right? She has a schedule. She only has the first week's reading because that's all the further I got. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, I go, Lord, I've, I'm giving up on this. Uh, so within the next couple of days, I will work a little bit more on that uh, as soon as I recover from the procedure my wife has mentioned. Yikes. Uh, you, you know, why, why do I submit myself to this? Yeah. Number one, because I respect and honor my, my medical doctor. That's one reason. Reason number two is because I have good friends that did not have this screening and they died prematurely, I believe. Uh, th this is to pre prevent something that is preventable, all right? And I'm convinced of that I've, I'm sad for the funerals that I've had uh, that, uh, that were because of colon cancer caught way too late. And so, uh, that, you know, and uh, the, the third reason is so that everybody feels real sorry for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you ought to know better. I, I wouldn't have said a thing, you know, save that uh, my, my sweet wife, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, 
Oh, well, praise the Lord. This is Thanksgiving Sunday. Thanksgiving Sunday is a Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, sometimes there's an extra Sunday in there before the Advent season, but not so this year. Um, Thanksgiving is one of my very favorite religious holidays. Um, I really do like Christmas. I like Resurrection Sunday even more than Good Friday. Um, but other than that, yeah, this, this is next on the list. My favorite non-religious holiday is guess what? Groundhog Day. Because they haven't commercialized that one either. Yeah, it just bugs me. You know, they, hey, all the good atheist people out there, make sure that on, on the public media, you're not going to hear about being thankful to beep God. You know, um, so they don't, they don't commercialize it a whole lot. Grocery stores, they like to sell stuff. And uh, by that time, I hope I... <laughs> so I'm up here today. Look, and I've explained this before, but I'm going to explain it again. When I, when I put myself in a strange light publicly, in other words, I'm confessing to you today my frailty, my humanity, and whatever else, you know. Yeah, I'm a sinner saved by grace, friends. Thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the indwelling of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, we'd all be in trouble if, if it weren't for those things. And, and so I'm up here. I've been on pretty much a liquid diet for the last couple of days. Today is only clear liquids, only. I had a cup of coffee this morning. No cream. Cre cream is what makes good coffee, you know. I like a little coffee with my cream. <laughs> and so, you know, and so, if, so I want my wife to be, I'm going to make her pay for this, I guess. If I, if I look at you, sweetheart, and I, and I say, I need a chair, it's because I'm getting faint, and you need to run up here, grab a chair, and she, she's not going to do it. Well, we'll just, oh, you will. Okay, all right. Cooperative. I'll tell you what, she is a sweetheart. Further we go, the more so. You know, man, both of us, I hope. Uh, yeah, you, you learn somewhere along the line. You know, we're, we're at 45 years. Well, somewhere between there and, and uh, your 75th anniversary, if you get that far. Uh, 75th anniversary, I will be what? I'll be a hundred years old, provided I survive and she survives, you know. And that's that's the year 2050. See, I already got I already got it on my calendar, you know. 
Let's talk about thanksgiving, giving thanks. It is a good thing. The title of the message comes from the old King James Bible. It is a good thing. And we're looking at uh, Psalms, but before you go to Psalms, go to James. I was back there in the pew trying to sing and look something up in the Bible. You ever tried to do that? Sing and look something up in the Bible? James chapter 1, verse 17. James chapter 1, verse 17. And then we'll go to uh, Psalm 92. James chapter 1, verse 9, uh, 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 verse, verse uh, <laughs> 17. James 1, 17. Every good gift. I noticed the word good in there. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. If there's anything in your life that's good, if anything ever works out perfect, ever have anything work out perfect? I've been amazed sometimes. Things that work out just perfect. Every perfect gift, where does it come from? Yeah. The Lord God, creator of all, Lord of heaven and earth. That's where it comes. It comes from above and comes down. Where, where is it from? It comes down from the Father of lights. And just like the sun is a source of our physical light, the spiritual, all spiritual light. That's, when you, you know, when you close your eyes in prayer and you center down in your heart in the Holy Spirit, you know what that is? The light of God shining in your heart by the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know that that's there? He's the father of lights. And there's that verse in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. God who commanded, for, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And uh, he wants you to know that he's there and that his presence and his glory shines in your heart in the face of Jesus Christ. He says it comes down from the father of lights here in James with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God's not going to run hot and cold on you. Circumstances may and the attack of the devil may wax and wane. 
But dear friend, we serve the one who is faithful and true. Is that your God? Do you have a God that's faithful and true? If you don't have him for your God, whatever your God is, trade him in and get this one that is faithful and true. Every good gift, every perfect gift from above. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient. Thank you, Lord, for being the strength of my life. Lord, for being the enablement. You are the one who enables us. And Lord, not that everything that we do is from you, but Lord, so much. If we do anything good and if we do anything right, it's only because of you. Only because of you, Lord. It's not in us. Yeah, not really. Only as you are there and only as you enable. Thank you, Father, for that. We acknowledge that. We confess it. We, we declare it. We, we say, thank you, Lord, for it. And Father, we pray that this morning in Jesus' name, Amen. Hey, do you do, uh, computers do multitasking where they can do more than one thing at a time. I was praying and they're, they're opened up this passage of scripture and I think maybe I ought to go there. All right, Lord, bring it back to me. Um, Romans 7. Romans 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It goes right along with the sermon, by the way. I'm not going down a rabbit trail. Romans chapter 7, and um, Paul says he's carnal, verse 14. Hey, an apostle of God say, <laughs> but I'm, says I am carnal and sold under sin man verse 18 is what I want you to see Romans 7 verse 18 the, the, the apostle listen could, could it be that th this apostle is more spiritual than your pastors and more spiritual than you is it possible that apostle Paul was more spiritual and I would, you know what, I wouldn't even think twice of it. i go, well, yeah. Here's what the apostle says. The one who's more spiritual, this is what he says. Verse 18, for I know that is in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Yikes. But how to perform what is good, I, f I do not find. If Paul is left on his own, his ship is sinking. But if you read to the end of the chapter and go on into chapter 8, yeah, you'll see, oh, there's more to the picture. 
and it's the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back to uh, Psalm, Psalm 92. Psalm 92. I, and I woke up about a couple weeks ago uh, <laughs> with this on my... Do you wake up planning sermons? <laughs> yeah, well... That's sort of an unusual experience. I dream sermons. Aren't you, aren't you glad you don't have to listen to all my sermons that I dream? And <laughs> Psalm 92. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's that opening phrase, Psalm 92. Uh, in the New King James, it says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Now, the, the old King James, the, the uh, 1611 version, it is a good thing. That's the, that's the sermon title, it's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness. Ooh. Yeah, I looked that up. Loving, declare your loving kindness. So what other words do they translate the, the hesed mercy word what other words did they use in the Bible for that? New, New International Version uses love a lot. Persistent love and whatever. In the Old King James and in the New King James, loving kindness, that is hesed mercy. To declare your hesed mercy in the morning Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new, what? Mercies I see. Mercies in the morning. Mercies in the morning. Right here is mercy in the morning. The, your loving kindness, your has said in the morning, when you wake up your eyes, guess what you got? You got new mercy for that day. You do. Every day, new mercies, every morning. And your faithfulness every night. You get mercy in the morning, and what does he do? He, 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 he just doesn't start out in the morning and just fizzles out. No, no, by the time you get tonight, and you say, yeah, he, God is faithful today. Regardless of what happened, his grace is sufficient. Your faithfulness every night on an instrument of 10 strings. We got an instrument over here. It has more, more strings than 10. By the way, that's just a glorified harp. What Megan is playing there. That's a good, and and if you need proof of that, you need just open the top. We got a hinge. Open the top and look down in there, and it just looks like a harp. Little hammers hit hit the strings instead of plucking them. 
my brothers and I, we would get in there and pluck them. What are you boys doing in there? Yeah, Mom. Instrument of ten strings on the lute. That's sort of a flute type thing. On the harp. There it is. There it is. With harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the work of your hands. O oh Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass and the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. Ooh, that verse comes back. I got to say it now because I'll forget it later. Actually, in the Hebrew, that is three words, only three words. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words in, the, in my Bible. But there's only three words in the Hebrew, and the words are, uh, for the for the phrase, but you, Lord, in the Hebrew, it is, it is, um, Yehovah, or Yahweh, uh, however you go with that. It, it it is it is the the I am God, the great I am. All right, that's that's the word there. And then there's the word. So high, there's nothing higher. And that's the word here, you are, are on high. Jehovah, or Yahweh God, nothing higher than that. And then the last word is eternally forever. Uh, uh, sort of translate it back into English from the Hebrew. Three words. Man, yeah, this is a God who is not like any other God. You could even think of whatever this God is and however I think about this God, God is way more than I think he is. Way more. I got a little, little tiny puny speck of a brain in this universe. And God is so much more, so much more. Do you know that? For behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity, iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn, this is my strength, my the real uh, sort of uh, who I am, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. This, this is talking about the reality of the Lord working in us internally. Fresh oil, that's the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mine eye also has seen my desire 
on mine enemies, my ear, hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flurry like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall be, uh, still bear, bear fruit in old age. Hey, if you're in old age, are you in a category of old age yet? I'm not sure where that's at. Had a man call me up and uh, 99 years old, he says, how, how old do you have to be to go to the nursing home? I go, I don't know if you're there yet. Yeah. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. God, add his blessing to the reading of this word. Thank you, Lord. Let the word live in my heart, live in our hearts. Let the word of God be real to us. Thank you, Father. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Well, what is good? Every good gift comes from him. Every good gift. You know, at the end of Psalm uh, 23, it says, surely goodness and mercy. There's a tie-in between studying mercy and God is good. Um, goodness and mercy. Uh, Moses saw that when he saw the afterglow of God. That's what he saw. All of his goodness... The fact that he's a merciful, compassionate, tender-hearted, forgiving God. Hmm. Goodness. Man, uh, I got to look at my notes. <laughs> Man comes to Jesus. Uh, Luke 18, if you want to go there. Um, you don't have to, but if you want to. Luke 18. Uh, man come to Jesus. Uh, we know him as as a rich young ruler. He was a ruler, and later in the story it says he's rich. <laughs> and uh, he comes to him, and, and Mark says that this man ran to him and fell on his knees before Jesus, uh, which is Mark 10, 17, if you wanted to just to double check the pastor. But in Luke 18, Luke 18, 18, um, it says, now a certain ruler asked him saying, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus just starts in on telling him what he has to do, right? No. First thing Jesus says to him, verse 19, so Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? 
Now, politely embedded in that question is, are you calling me God? Read the rest of the verse. No one is good but one, and that is God. Well, let me ask you, friends, you already know the answer, but let me ask it anyway. Was Jesus good, and was he God? Yes, absolutely. He was not denying that. But he wasn't going to embarrass the guy, but he did. He saw an opportunity to ask about the goodness, and there's no goodness without God. And so when it comes to Thanksgiving, now we've had some presidents that knew this. I'm convinced that George Washington knew it. I'm convinced that Abraham Lincoln knew it. And from what I understand, Abraham Lincoln did not become a Christian until the very last month of his life before he was assassinated. When he was at Gettysburg. He said when he's at Gettysburg, when he looked out and he saw all these graves, he became a Christian, he said. I, I, he made a covenant with the Lord that Jesus was his Savior. And before that, he said, I was not. These are leaders, and there's been other leaders too, but, but there's a lot, you know, who has done the Thanksgiving proclamation and who, who were the ones that said we need from year to year to be thankful to God. The, to really do that, what? You have to have a biblical understanding of goodness, of God being the only good Sometimes we say, oh, this is really good cheesecake. I just stand up here and make myself hungry being on a liquid diet. Yikes, folks. Yeah, she, she was munching on breakfast. I go, oh, that looks good. <laughs> she, she was munching in bed last week. I've got to be careful where I go with some of this. She was munching on something in bed. I go, would you quit doing that? <laughs> You're just making me hungry. <laughs> but anything that's good is anchored back in God. Directly or indirectly, somehow it's connected to the point that Jesus is saying there is none good but God. Let's go to, back to, to uh, Psalm 92 and look at it again because it uses the good word. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. A good thing. Now, some of us know that we should and some of us know that the Bible tells us so and so 
well, maybe I ought to do more than I do. You know, that's like knowing where north, south, east, and west is. Now, so where's north? Anybody know where's north is? Where's west? Out in here. East is out in there. And some, some, some people in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, <laughs> I am really picking on my wife today. And I don't think that's because I'm on a medical fast that I'm doing that. I, yeah. Some people in Pennsylvania and New Jersey don't know where north, south, east, and west is. Now, so, so here I am. And I drive. And as long as I can keep moving, I'm okay. Uh-huh. If I keep moving. And so I decide one day not to take the main highways, but take all the back roads from western Ohio to eastern Ohio. All back roads. <laughs> you remember this. <laughs> and the kids and our kids are in the car. We got this, you know, remember those humongous old station wagons? Remember those? We had three of them. Yeah. Huh? Oh, by the time it was all said and done, we had four or five of them. Yeah, that's right. Not all at the same time, though. Three of them at the same time. That trick was to keep any two of them running at the same time. Boy, I'm telling on myself this morning. Anyway, so we're, we're driving, and, you know, so the, the gallery in the back says, Dad, do you know where we're at? Now, you know, it's hard to have an honest answer because I have no idea what's up ahead. We have just gone down a gravel road that turned to a dirt road for about a mile. Dirt. It's not gravel. It's dirt. And then it's paved in the middle, so if there's nobody coming from the other direction, you can drive on the pavement. But if somebody comes the other way, there's a gravel strip here, so you've got to have part of your car out in the gravel and part of your car in the pavement to pass the other car. Did you know that there were states that did that? Ohio does that. <laughs> Dad, do you know where we are? Well, you know, I, and so what did I do? I told them, this direction is north. This is east, west, and south. What else do you want to know? <laughs> but do you, 